0: Uh, episode 167 tonight welcome back for another it's all in your head guys so give the witch a peach and watch the ocean take a life that's not yours the darkness belongs to you so stop trying to run away from your past kind of episode of that strange show that gray polo won't save you bitches right
1: Hell yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so i hope you enjoyed our last week's thanksgiving feast served up intergalactic puppet style we went down marsh potato, gravy slides, and got all up in that turkey's hole with Thanksgiving 3. Available everywhere. <coughs> tonight, we're recording this pre-Thanksgiving, but it's going to air after Thanksgiving. So, happy Thanksgiving. Hope you ate all the fucking mashed potatoes and all that shit. But tonight, uh, it's, it's me, um, Ryan, and uh, Mandy all turkeyed out. So, I got my buddy Austin here. Say what up.
2: How you guys doing
0: good we're good we're good. We're, <laughs> we're good <laughs> austin austin we're good so uh so like i said we got uh you know how you're during orbit right that's what that's what we're doing tonight uh because we got ghosts so put the beyond grease down because we're going meta- metaphorical tonight right Hell yeah Hell yeah fuck yeah all right so i got a book here bro right i think i think you might have wrote this book You're a writer and all that, right? Correct? Yeah.
2: Writer, author, skateboarder.
0: Laundry guy? Laundry guy. (laughs) German Shepherd owner. (laughs) You are. You do own a German Shepherd, uh, like uh, in Bad Moon. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that? He's a
2: 11-year-old stubborn old man now.
0: (laughs) What's the dog's name? Titan. Titan. Nice. Yeah. I have seen pictures of him online. Uh he's got a nice coat. Got a nice Oh, coat. thank you. Got a nice coat on him. All right, yeah. so so all right, since you're a writer, um we met you uh I believe at Rock and Shock, correct? Yeah, uh
2: last year's 2019.
0: last year, last year at Rock and Shock. You were there uh slanging books, trying to get motherfuckers hooked uh yep. to reading cuz you you know, reading is essential essential part of escaping uh reality um and uh you you tried to uh help people with that in that sense correct
2: yeah i like to take people away from the actual horrors of the uh world and escape into their own little realm in my books
0: awesome awesome so how'd you get into writing man
2: uh actually this is a funny story so uh Back in high school, um, I'm terrible at math. And uh, all through high school, I had to take um, remedial math. It was really, like, sucky and embarrassing. So one day I was wearing a T-shirt. Um, it had the teaming square thing on it with the dude standing in front of the tank. Yep. And, and it said, uh, stand for something or fall for anything. So the math teacher was like, hey, so uh, I know you're really good at writing and everything. If you write me an essay about that shirt and what that means to you, I'll pass you with a C. Okay. Sure enough, I uh, wrote a seven-page essay on that shirt, and uh, she showed it to my next, as I was moving up to be a, a senior, mm-hmm. they showed it to the English teacher, and I took, like, advanced placement English and everything, and uh, her name was Dr. Parker, so she really pushed me to uh, pursue it and start writing and like that, but... I was writing clear back, back in like 3rd and 4th grade. I was just writing little like one paragraph stories all the time when I could.
0: Nice, nice. That's awesome. So yeah, it's, it's kind of like you were it's a, it's in your in your makeup, your genetic makeup to put the put yeah, the like put the word on it. I go to sleep
2: and if I think about characters or I focus on what I'm going to do in the next part of my book or my writing, I fall asleep faster. So <laughs>
0: So you're busy, braining, big braining in bed, and you're like, ah. <laughs> you wake that, up. You wake up in the morning, well rested.
2: That well, yeah. Well, that's not saying that my shit's boring, but so <laughs> no, 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 I no. no but I,
0: no, that's not what I mean. I mean, you work like you're <laughs> yeah, working. Be taken as that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I meant to make it sound like. I meant like you know, well, most of us are in bed clenching our teeth, like worrying about work you're building worlds in your head until you fall asleep
2: when i wake up in the morning like especially on my days off i write the best in the mornings okay. so like i have like a mug of tea or whatever and i just sit down and it's funny because i don't work from like a plot like a outline of a plot or anything it's just all in my head and i just go for it and then i go back and i try to fix things or add things
0: okay so you don't do that little spider web thing like the you know the May, <laughs> no, the May, May Plot <laughs> with that you know, you the daddy long legs, remember that shit from school?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So all right, so um what are some of your influences? Uh so many. Uh so growing up it was mostly
2: I was really attached to like skateboarding Mm -hmm. so I looked up to two pros in particular were Jamie Thomas and Corey Duffel and okay just being around skateboarding getting influenced by that by the lifestyle and everything really led me to start thinking for myself doing different avenues of research and then uh my the first book that I remember reading that had an impact on me was uh the Beverly Cleary books and then uh the um magic tree house ones were pretty badass too.
0: Is that is that the uh where the sidewalk ends thing? Uh, no, I think
2: uh magic magic treehouse books were about a bro- I think they were brother and sister. They go to a tree house and they find books in the tree house, I think. And then they escaped into those worlds like the tree house was like uh time
0: like a time machine. Like the like the uh <clears throat> The the bureau in uh, Chronicles of Narnia, yeah, uh, where you escaped into far and away lands of mysticism. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what kind of other stuff uh, influences your uh, your writing? Uh, some of your ideas, that kind of stuff. So, uh, growing up, reading those books of fantasy and being
2: able to escape through reading. And through skateboarding, I saw the world differently because when you're a skater, you look at a bench and you want to like grind it. You're not going to sit on it like normal people. Correct. When I started writing, I could put that into perspective better because I started to see the world as a fantasy. So when my parents were getting separated, I could really start to dive in and escape. And I remember reading um, Stephen King's thinner and i was like wow this is an amazing story i want to be able to write like that someday and uh that really set it off for me and a lot of um john saul books but the number one guy that i was really really hyped on reading was dean Koontz, and i was like a forever disciple of his until i started to realize okay we know you have a golden retriever we don't have to hear about dogs Every single month. yeah, But um, he really influences me. And then when I saw um, Hellraiser for the first time, I was like, who the hell is Clive Barker? Like, I didn't know. I kind of I wasn't sheltered, but I was just kind of like, who's this guy with the pins in his face? And who's Clive Barker? When I read um, Cold Heart Canyon, I think was the name of it. I was like, holy shit. So Clive Barker has definitely been a heavy influence. Stephen King, of course, um, John Saul, uh, Joe Hill. I just got done reading Nose Frog 2. Oh, yeah, Intensity, yep, that's good. I think the first Dean Kuntz book I ever read was uh, Velocity. That one was pretty Yeah. Pretty good. And then Odd Thomas, uh, his Frankenstein series was really badass, though. I, I would wish or hope they could make a TV show or a movie
0: about uh the Frankenstein books
2: yeah the frankenstein yeah his thing Frankenstein series is badass. I remember the character that stood out to me the most was uh Jocko. did you ever read him? no uh, so Jocko was like Frankenstein the doctor Frankenstein um his failed creation uh-huh. and he becomes like an anti hero and he's like a little short, like kind of like what we were talking about with spawn like a John Gamo uh character in the in the series, and they're like four books, I think, or five books, and they were really good. And, uh, like forever, my favorite uh, vampire story of all time would be Salem's Lot. I mean, Stephen King did an amazing job with that with that story.
0: Yeah, no, nah, um, yeah, the Salem's Lot's good. Uh, Thinner, like you said, it was a fucking awesome book. When did you read Thinner? How old were you when you started reading, like? Because, like, uh, right now, like, I have an 11-year-old son, and, like, he's always looking at the, you know, he's like, oh, can I read it? And I'm like, you could. But, um, <laughs> There's so much in that, though. Yeah, but I'm like, you know, and then he's like, what about Pet Cemetery? And I'm like, you could, <laughs> you know, but. Uh, so
2: I had gradually went into that after reading um, Gary Paulson and Anthony Horowitz. Okay. But then, when I was when I saw a Goosebumps for the first time, that's what really did did me in. Was oh wow, I'm drawn to more of this macabre, spooky, yeah. darks. And my mom is a English major, so when she she read a ton of Stephen King and she kind of floated the books to me. And I think I was I read Dean Koontz early, so fourteen, thirteen. But I read Thinner when I was I think when I was fifteen.
0: Okay. 50, 50, yeah. Six, yeah, so yeah, he's uh like yeah, I have all the OG goosebumps um I kept uh from when I was a kid. So they he's read uh if you know, most if not all of them. Um but am um, about to graduate him to R. L. Stein the YA okay. the YA stuff, the young adult stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean uh as far as like okay, so so those are some of your I guess uh favorite authors type of deal so like what do you when you go into you know uh, kind of like writing your stories and all that kind of stuff so you, do you try to do you have a certain
2: I try to kind of do my own thing but I've been told that I write
0: like a cross between
2: John Saul and Joe Hill Okay, is what I've been um, I don't really try to model myself after too many authors I kind of just go for it often or whim. Um, what I do what I do now that I didn't used to do is um, like people would tell me oh you've never read it so three years ago I sat down and read it because I go if I'm gonna be an author I love horror I have to study all of it And like Stephen said if you're not writing you should be reading and if you're not reading you should be writing but you should be doing both yeah and so for the years it's been a growing process gradually crafting my style trying to get it to shine um i don't know i i would say i lean a little bit more towards uh john saul than joe hill but uh clive barker's just the first time i read cold heart canyon like i was saying and then i read all the books of blood i go where has this guy been my entire life like i was blown away i was like nobody writes like this guy no
0: the fuck have i been let dude legit <laughs> i have all the books of blood i have all the the books of blood uh yeah right there like dude legit that, like that
2: still gives me goosebumps you know nobody can top can top books of blood yeah no.
0: yeah uh you know rawhide rex oh yeah cabal uh-huh. which, uh, which, uh, cabal they, which they- I forgot the name of it, but where the townspeople
2: the two the two uh dudes are walking through the the flowers or whatever they're like on a honeymoon together, and then these ancient civilizations try to battle and they turn into giants by sewing themselves, yeah, yeah. together yeah. yeah that one was that one's crazy,
0: yeah, but uh
2: and then yeah. the turkey that came to life, the house that was haunted, and the dad tricks the demon by going outside,
0: yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you know that, uh, that, so, okay. So speaking on that, uh, when they did, when Hulu announced that they were doing the books of blood, like, uh, yeah. I was a little worried about that. Uh, I have not yet checked it out. Have you checked it out?
2: Yeah, I started it and I'm 25 minutes in and so far I, I like it. You've... I did like the old movie from 2009 though, called books of blood, Yeah, which I, my favorite Clive Barker movie is nightbreed. 100%. Nightbreed and then, then Hellraiser. The
1: box. You opened it. We
2: came. But also, Lord of Illusions is good. A lot of the stuff is really, really good. It's just, I feel like directors have a hard time getting his stuff correctly. Kind of like how Mike Flanagan has come in. And I think he's done Stephen King super just at Gerald's Game, you know. Yeah. I think if mine ever goes great out there or somebody wants to pick it up i would probably have to say i would want mike flanagan or eggers yeah to, to try to do do it and actually he's talking about how you like hamburger man a lot you know who i based his appearance off of who so at first it was going to be michael shannon and i go nah, he's not that level i don't think he could pull it off mcavoy i was like okay imagine mcavoy coming across as this nice genuine dude out of a beaten up rest stop or hotel or whatever and then just totally goes the opposite
0: yeah yeah no i can see that now that you put that in my head because like yeah the description that you give in hamburger man like uh and that's the thing like from reading you know from what i've read so far like you do a good job of um being descriptive but not like over like overly you know what i mean
2: because like I I try to give enough development so that people can care about them because that's my biggest thing in horror. I kind of get tired of seeing stupid people make decisions. You know, it's all just blood guts. Let's just run through it, which is fine for some areas of the genre. But I like to care about the character so that you can have some type of. And I mean, books and movies are totally different. Of course, you sit for an hour and a half. It doesn't. You know, you don't have to worry about that stuff. But. And reading, if you're gonna take the time to sit down and read, I would never want anybody to be like, "Oh, this is boring," because then I'm not doing my job as entertaining or taking people away from the horrors of the real world,
0: you know. a yeah, hundred um, percent. Because like even even a small description of like uh, um, towel wrapped around the body, towel on the head like a like a cupcake swirl, um, oh. and then uh, and then the third. Then, you, you know, you uh, even the third towel, like, and then how she's like, uh, always in excess. I've always been like, you know what I mean? Uh, so uh, yeah, it's yeah. like that part made me chuckle because, like, um, my wife does that, and, and then that's not even like a huge part of the story, it's just but it tells that, like, yeah, the the x the 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 the, ex, the excess, you know what I mean?
2: You made it to the second story, then, or because you, you read Garden of Flies, so you read the stairs. As well. uh
0: no I, I i i was moving skipping around
2: oh, okay so the stairs we were talking about <laughs> if you find anything strange um coast to coast AM did a post about um these people over in europe that found a staircase in their backyard and they didn't want to go down it because when they bought the house it wasn't there a staircase just randomly appeared in oh, their wow. backyard. so my idea was like oh yeah we were talking earlier about um the mystical and narnia and everything so i decided to write one about these guy, this um dude going down the stairs to see what they were because according to the article i guess interpol and a bunch of people got involved and they just covered it they were too scared to go down the, <laughs>
0: the wow. Stairs. wow wow yeah cool cool so since we're talking about the books uh you've you've been writing uh for for a long time so you got you got some work out right now i'm holding uh dead diaries I like the cover here Uh, So it says here The terror begins with the flip of a page Dive into these ten horrifying stories From the mind of Austin German Swim into the darkest fathoms of your heart And soul As the macabre unfolds page by page Evil is lurking just beneath the surface Austin explores the deepest caverns of your mind Paranoia is around every corner the monsters are arriving in the conjuring shadows. Take a seat and uncover the twisted tales of dead diaries. Um, give me a little background on this and how this came together.
2: So I had, I remember reading night shift and I had just gotten done reading it. And I remember I had one book out so far called perennial harvest, which was about aliens coming down in plants, kind of like, my I love invasion of the body snatchers Yeah I was going to say uh, I, yeah. So what I did was I had um the rain had these little seeds in the drops and they get planted and then like the vines come out of the uh ground and there's walking leaves that walk on the on the vines and shit Yeah yeah yeah, yeah dude and so then it's in our belly buttons and it and it eats us basically terraforms us to become one with the earth because it was like
0: Hey, yo, what the fuck
2: mother earth was pissed off and shit Yeah, so I had that book out and I had a little bit of feedback good feedback on it And I just was like, you know Maybe I should try short stories because writing that whole thing almost killed me So I had finished reading night shift mm-hmm. So I want to give my hand at trying to do some short stories and uh I remember uh, I used to write I had like uh a little, uh, I forgot what you call it, man. I can't even think right now. Uh, internship with mm-hmm. uh, iHorror.com. So I was oh, writing did you really? articles for them. Yeah. Cool. I was writing for I have like two or three articles I did for them.
0: Nice.
2: And uh, I almost wrote Fangoria, too. That's a whole nother story, too. But um, so I was uh, thinking to myself, like, I, I want to try some short stories. And I remember on iHorror, they posted a thing about this dude that was a serial killer that killed people and put them in hamburger meat. So I came up with the Hamburger Man, and I decided to do a whole religious twist on that about a serial killer. And then I got done writing that, and I was like, "Well, hey, I have all these other ideas. I'm just going to turn them into short stories." And little by little, I just had ten done and decided to publish it. And so far, a lot of people love them. A lot of I've had really good feedback.
0: So this this book you put out back in 2017. Yeah, 2017 yeah okay yeah dude I read a, a couple I think two I think three maybe out of here because like you said they're short stories so they're good bangers for like you know if you got a half hour you know 20 some of them yeah. are even less read you know like uh, Garden of Flies I believe is the that title my Yeah. Um, dude that was that one to me like even though it's like very short it's barely a page and a half in the book. It is a page and a half. Um but I love the whole uh like uh in like immersion of the like the bug world and like what you did with uh like trying to give them personality as far as like but also like kind of in the same vein of like humans. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, and uh, and then you know the final. I'm not. I'm not going to give away the end because it's it's such a it's quick like bug, read.
2: Bug on steroids. Yeah, for yeah. And on steroids.
0: Um, but legit, like the culmination of this of the short story, I was just like, yeah, because it is it is what it is. You know <laughs> sure what I mean? Read, it, it, it is what it is.
2: Where I, I heard it or who said it, it might have been. Um Bukowski, but I'm not sure, but there was something like somebody said, like, none of us asked to be here, yeah. but we're all here, so we might as well get along. You know, yeah, like, we, yeah. we're all just trying to fucking get by,
0: so. <laughs> the other one is Hamburger Man. Um, yeah. I was. That's the first... A lot of people. Yeah, that's the first uh, introduction to the book. Um, so, like I said, I'm, I'm making my way through this because it's, like, short stories or whatever, but some of these titles, too, and then you got... Uh, like little proverbs or whatever, little like uh, oh, quotes. Yeah, yeah, little quotes. But like even the t- the titles are intriguing too. So you got the pizza boy, uh, and then you got mm-hmm. "Let food be thy medicine, and medicine be thy food." <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like I'm like, all right, I can't wait till I get to that. You know what I mean? Because you know,
2: <laughs> that's a crazy. T- fucking ending though dude like i had a lot of fun writing dead diaries dude like uh i don't know i'm super proud proud of it hamburger like, man though like i remember people asking me like you would never be that dude right and i was like uh no and they're, they're like how can you write something that dark and i was like dude it's not that dark it's i mean
0: that's why i was to gonna me it wasn't that that's what i was gonna ask you today um are you uh a psychopath <laughs>
1: be appeasing her ugly appetite with my food or my son or do i have to tell her because you don't have the guts.
0: huh boy you have the guts boy shut up norman Bates. Yeah. are you are you okay <laughs> no and uh but that's the thing that's a testament to like like i i i enjoy i'm i'm enjoying the shit out of what you're writing and what you're putting together so like awesome. Yeah. Um, like legit the hamburger, man, like the whole thing with like, they look beautiful on the stove. Uh, I dug that shit. So give me a little background on the hamburger, man.
2: Yeah. So a f- uh, funny story about that was I used to be the delivery driver, uh, for Lowe's. I used to deliver appliances and install them. And I was so agitated by like this one day, just agitated at customers, agitated at traffic. And I remember, like, I think it was Toby Hooper who got the idea for a Texas Chainsaw by standing in a hardware store looking at the chainsaws and trying to get to the cashier or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I was like, man, imagine if somebody just chopped these motherfuckers up and put them on the stove and like, yeah, now you're beautiful. Like, (laughs) you know, like these these people like kind of like saw, you know, you're taking your life for fucking granted. Like, imagine, man, now you're beautiful.
0: So again, I ask you, uh, you okay?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I mean that like legit, dude. We've all had uh standing in line like uh uh visuals or visions of like taking samurai swords and chopping people in half and like just so we could get to the front of the line. It's not even like I'm, i got I'm a murderer type thought, but it's just like get out of my way. <laughs> dude, I think I would probably like I don't know.
2: I'd probably, if I had to choose, if I was going to be one, like Norman Bates or Patrick Bateman, like one of those between those two.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
2: That's that's kind of what I was going for as the story progressed. Was I really dig the movie American Psycho, but I've never read. I guess it's based on a book, and I haven't ever. Correct. Read uh, the movie.
0: Yeah. Uh, Easton Ellis, I believe Brett Easton Ellis. Um, yeah, no American yeah. Psycho. That's a uh, that's a good one. Um, all right, so like from. Because, like, all right, I'm going to give a little bit of the premise. Like, the, the sisters are, they have secrets. They have secrets. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, at first, I thought legit that, like, hamburger man type deal. I thought it was going to go one way. Um, then it did. So, like, that's, like, I said, another testament to, uh, good writing. Cause, like, you led, there was, like, a, a little bit of a lead to, like, a certain point of the road. And then you're like, uh, uh-uh, fuck you. We're going this way. <laughs>
1: Yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: for sure. <laughs> the
0: hardest part
2: was like trying to think of the religious aspect of the dad and um the son because I didn't want to be like that movie frailty, you know. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. trying I was trying to branch off from similar ideas but like make it my own. Yeah. And uh I like I I I was surprised when I got to the end, I was like,
0: Fuck, I thought of that. Holy shit! <laughs> wow, it was it's it's it was good. I like how you know uh, it ends like uh, like I said. I'm not gonna spoil any of this because you gotta go. You guys gotta go buy buy this book because like uh, it's it's delicious. Um, but like <laughs> the end of that le- of the letter in the story where it's like peace and pain.
1: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: I'm just like fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah with their with their clergy dude They're yeah <laughs> either know. accept or die peace and pain be with you so uh yeah.
2: did you see uh the transition from that story to the second one though like how the last sentence goes into the title of the next story
0: yeah yeah i did okay. awesome. i did yeah, awesome. i did because i was like i legit thought that this because you're you know you you got the blurb in the back in the back of the book and i'm like but like with like, uh, and I and I don't know if you do this through throughout the whole book yet, but um, yeah, I was like, but like with any good anthology, you have a, there's a wraparound, so I don't know if like or like a or like a linkage, you know what I mean? There's got to be a link. So, uh,
2: so the one story that a lot of people love, I don't know if you've gotten to it or skimmed through it, but there's a Christmas tree story in. Oh, in what's
0: that, what's that one called?
2: Uh, Rise of the Engelman
0: Oh no! But I did. I did. It did stick out to me because of the name and the. Uh... So, um,
2: that one should connect to the second uh, short story.
0: Okay. Cool.
2: And then the current novel that I'm working actually ties in to uh, Dead Diaries.
0: Okay. Perfect. All right. Cool. What's what? Uh, what are some of the other books you got out? De- so you got Dead Diaries. You have uh, got- Lunar
2: Lunar Dreams, yeah, and that one was just, uh, I was going to try to write Dead Diaries too, but I don't know if I ever will, it took so much out of me, so I was Mm -hmm. like, well, I'm headed to Rock and Shock, I don't want to just have Perennial Harvest and Dead Diaries, so I sat down, polished about three or four short stories, and then I have a ton of poetry that I had sitting, so I just combined all of them into Lunar Dreams. And I came up with the title, like, okay, like I talked about falling asleep and thinking about my characters and everything. So, but the dreams come to life through the poetry and through the short stories.
0: All right. All
2: right. And this one, uh, Lunar Dreams is actually more of like a romance horror. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I kind of remember when uh, I was looking at your stuff at Rock and Shock. Um, The, uh, what was the other one called? Perennial? Perennial Harvest. I got to pick that one up. Um, that's the sci-fi one you said. It has aliens yeah. and plants and all that shit. Yeah, I gotta get yeah. that one. Um, so you, what do you? So you said you mentioned you're working on something that's gonna tie into Dead Diaries. What are you currently working on?
2: Uh, right now, I'm working on a book called The Feed. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, it was gonna be called Children of the Damned, which I was listening to a lot of Iron Maiden at the time, and I was yeah! like, No, I can't. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I probably can't really exactly name it that, so I thought of The Feed, and it's about a musician that leaves the uh, Los Angeles area, comes up to Seattle, but lives in, like, the sticks still, Yeah, and he doesn't know that the town he moved into has a dark secret past because of something that is living in the lake. Ooh. His son gets kidnapped, and he decides to take the law into his own hands trying to find his son, and he uncovers... Uh, a crazy conspiracy and uh, an me. ancient clergy. So,
0: oh wow! I mean, so so. Tell me, does he give himself the Kevin Bacon uh, haircut <laughs> from <laughs> <laughs> You know, from that revenge. Was it the re- the revenge? Uh, sudden was it sudden death or some shit like that? Yeah, I've... yeah. Or uh, <sighs> death, or something? No, that's Charles Bronson. Is it death sentence? Death something sentence. Death. Yeah, it's death yeah. sentence. Yeah.
1: The fuck, after my son, Billy? He's your son. That'd make you the motherfucker killed Joe, that right? You killed my youngest, now you're after Billy, yeah? Yeah. I'm after him. Well, Billy's no damn
0: doing of mine. Anything he does, no time doing a mine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so the guy gives himself the little Kevin Bacon hair. Oh yeah,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he. Uh... Actually, I don't want to give too much. Away, no, I know I know, I know, I know.
0: All right, so I mean, it sounds like you're busy and you're almost done with that. You're editing yeah. right now. What's the process? Shit
2: out in uh january
0: january so wow. uh
2: actually uh o'hara well scarlet she is doing the artwork for the cover she did the uh um freddy krueger the dream, dream catcher one for me and that was really awesome
0: yeah i did see you post that she does she does awesome work i have uh some of her prints and uh
2: yeah i was amazed by her coloring book i was like
0: holy shit yeah i got that too kids kids fucked it all up though but that's, <laughs> that's its intended purpose. It's a coloring book, but yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's, I can't wait to see that then. Cause I mean, like I said, uh, I, I remember I I won't talk too much about the, the book cover, but I remember, so we, we talk on, on Instagram and online or whatever. And uh, you had hit me up. So I, and, and I know more of the story than what you're telling. Cause we, like we said, we talk. <laughs> yeah. So like, I yeah. cannot wait. So other, to other people can read your fucking crazy shit
2: it's pretty uh, it's pretty close to my heart too because uh there's a lot of um, addiction and trouble in it and suicide and uh, one of my friends at the beginning of this year had committed suicide, so i oh, wow. I made it to him like in remembrance of of him so I dedicate the book to to him so what's
0: his, what's his name man?
2: Uh, Bryce Burgess.
0: Bryce Burgess. RIP, yeah. man. So it was, what's funny,
2: or it's not, well, it's cool, but funny at the same time was he was at my very second book signing. He was first in line for Dead Diaries. There you go. Yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. So.
0: All right. So, I mean, that's good, man. That's uh, So you're kind of uh, memorializing. In yeah a, in a sense you know what i mean by uh because uh, i like books uh unless it gets to be like uh fahrenheit 451 i believe books and, and the written <laughs> word or like book of eli where they, there's only like one spot where you can get a book yeah yeah but uh yeah i mean that's like you know what was get, that
2: movie? Kristen bell again uh um,
0: equilibrium
2: yeah and they just yeah. get rid of all like anything with color and yeah
0: Anything with emotion. Yeah. Yep. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, all right, cool. So, I mean, it sounds like you're busy. So, uh, and then, I mean, you're on here tonight. You're guest hosted tonight, dude. So you're fucking <laughs> busy, <laughs> busy, busy. Uh, last <laughs> night, last night, uh, we'll, we'll come back to more of your, your book shit and, uh, uh some of the stuff you're doing but uh last night you blew my mind we were you know bullshit or whatever and uh you were like yeah just i just watched spawn yeah dude I'm... i don't know why i've never seen
2: that before but i was like all right fuck yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it
0: and i was like what spawn like like the 90s movie yeah late 90s
2: and i had no idea that was john lives lives Gama or how you say his name i no. butcher names all the time but... yeah
0: John Legway. John Legwee Zamu.
1: No, Go spawny.
0: Go spawny. Go spawny.
2: <laughs> when he transforms though, that was pretty badass. I didn't really see that coming because I, I had no knowledge of what it was except like a comic book, action figure, yeah, yeah. you know, all that shit.
0: <laughs> um that movie uh to me uh it's nostalgic to me because i grew up with the comic books uh they came out around the time that i was just entering i believe high school or 10th grade one of those two um so like i was waiting for them to come out every month or every however long it took um and like the whole boom of the toys and all that stuff so like the movie to me i know it's a piece of shit by today's (laughs) like standards but but, uh back then when i saw it in the theaters the soundtrack the music like the whole thing fucking the cgi the bad cgi i was like i love it yeah for real dude i thought i was in a ps2 game man i was like (laughs) yeah legit uh all the cgi looks like shitty ps2 fucking cutscenes.
2: yeah and i was laughing the whole time at uh what's his name's hair uh martin sheen right wasn't yeah. that him
0: yeah he plays yeah. uh jason Wynn.
2: yeah i was like oh my god dude i, I was trying to take him serious but i really and normally
0: you can but i couldn't take him serious. Yeah, enough. no he was uh he was he phoned that in they're yeah. ph- so, like you want me to add like act like a bad guy <laughs> hey, Al Simmons, I'm going to kill you if you don't do what I say. Give me my, my... six on you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I just I wanted to bring that up because we covered it a while back. And I remember uh, I think Ryan uh, tore to shreds. But I was like, no, I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, things of the past right like you watch you just recently watched spawn i just recently watched uh scary movies to tell in the dark uh ryan was making fun of me because he's like they came out like nine years ago and you just watched it but uh there's you know like uh they're always doing like all these remakes and all this shit and like kickstarting other bullshit so right now some of the rumblings that i heard is that there's a new predator movie Uh, supposedly coming and it's from the dude that directed 10 cloverfield lane um did you watch the last predators
2: uh yeah and i actually i don't know i liked it better i liked the concept of robert rodriguez's one before it yeah but i don't know the only issue i had with the newest one was they wasted tom
0: jane thomas jane a (laughs) hundred percent dude
2: i like shane black a lot i love most of his movies i love really love um his uh, monster squad and i was hoping for the best for this for this one and it was pretty good i i enjoyed it but i think they just wasted thomas jane big big big
0: time big time, in that. Big time. and i was like whoa thomas jane is in this i love him he was a punisher he was um in the mist I'm you sure. know, yeah. and uh, you know, I'm like, but they they reduced him to be in the back of the bus, fucking yelling tits.
2: Yeah, they gave him. Yeah, they gave him um Tourette's or whatever.
0: Which is fine. Which is fine. You know, Bob Bobcat Bobcat Goldthwait made a <laughs> uh, a, a great career out of having Tourette's. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, but I felt like you know that movie Predators. It was okay. It was okay. It was, uh, um, so <clears throat> from what I read, was that they're not gonna kind of like how everybody's been doing. Oh, we're picking up where part two was, and uh, we're that the other world doesn't exist anymore. So supposedly they're gonna kind of get away from, like, you know, how uh, what's that guy, dude's, the dude's name with the big nose, Adrian Brody. Like, yeah, Adrian Brody, yeah, and like all that shit, and the AVP. Uh, so I guess they're gonna shy away from that. And um,
2: well, anything's better than Requiem, man. That movie
0: was terrible, dude. <laughs>
2: yeah, it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember fuck. that
2: in theaters, man. I was like, why am I sitting here? Oh my
0: god! Good thing this popcorn's good, cause I'd be the fucking the fuck out of here if it was. <laughs> oh man so yeah I guess uh, we can expect there's really I didn't read anything about as far as like plots or anything like that they're just right now like I noticed Jordan Peele put out uh, a press release or or something was written up about Jordan Peele a couple weeks ago and he was like I'm making a movie it's gonna be scary and that was like the, the thing and then M. Night Shyamalan did the same thing I'm making a movie it's gonna be scary and then like from the articles, like why I don't understand why they keep doing that. Like these guys are like, "I'm making a new Predator movie. It's gonna be good." <laughs> so like, th- there's no no premise or anything other than expect a new Predator movie at some point. What they,
2: what they need to do is give us no, the final chapter of Sinister. Man, I love Sinister.
0: Sinister was, uh, I believe, voted to be the number one scariest movie. Uh, ever, oh, I did see that, yeah. Ever. And uh, I believe Ryan was like, bullshit.
2: Well. Uh, the the reason that I love that movie so much had nothing to do with the actual, like, scare scenes in it. But the <laughs> scene where the husband and wife are fighting and <laughs> how they – and one is sitting on the chair, one sitting on the bed. And how the camera angles are, the writing – and like the elevation of them fighting and then they switch positions at the end of their coral yeah that was badass. i thought that was like the most intense part of the whole movie because yeah. a writer i could f- feel his like tension like no i'm really doing this for you guys but that was just him lying
0: to himself you know yeah 100 percent. 100 percent. so all right so i guess you guys can expect a predator movie coming up
1: Ah! Motherfucker. Do I look like a turtle? I am the rat king. This is my domain.
0: Welcome to the jungle. Giant New York rats overtaking Central Park. And UWS, whatever that is. If you're from New York, let me know what UWS is. So it says here, rat school is in session. As fed up New Yorkers try to learn how to deal with a surging rodent population. <laughs> hey, this might be this might be good for a short story, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh so it says rats as big as bunnies are roaming the streets in broad daylight. Fucking <laughs> jerks! <laughs> I'm a big ass rat. Fuck you. What are you gonna do? <laughs> are They're they saying pedal or what? <laughs> huh?
2: Are they going to be bipedal or what? Walk on their hind legs?
0: I don't know, man. Rat King? Oof. <laughs> uh, so it says here they're they're coming out on broad daylight. They're nesting in trees and chewing through car engine wires. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so it says here that um, there are so many that residents are catching them about them every chance they get. So it says here, 311 hotline complaints ha- about rats have totaled <laughs> 12,000, <000, clears> about 12,000, about 12,632 so far this year. So 12,000 people have called it and been like, there's a rat in my backseat and he won't get out. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> <By the toe. laughs> what would you do if you came out and there's a rat? In the driver's seat, we're like, fuck it. Where we going? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking the
2: cheese factory. Let's go to cheesers Yeah. <laughs> oh, not Chuck E. Cheese,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese.
2: There's, there's a funny story about a a rat and my mom and me. <laughs> uh huh. So. My mom is in the laundry room and I'm like, little kill, never, never forget this. And she screams. So I go in the laundry room and I'm like, hey, what what's going on? And she, a fucking mouse rat had gotten the washing machine, got stuck and tried to escape and was stuck between the lid, the hinges of the lid and the lid. Uh. And it pressed its body and she thought it was rubber. She took these pliers and tried to pull it out thinking it was rubber and the rat fell apart and the guts and everything went everywhere and she flung that shit at me, dude, barely missed my head and was screaming like crazy.
0: I mean, the best part is okay, she almost hit you with a dead rat, but then she's <laughs> like, ah, goddamn thing, fucking sock is stuck in here. Yeah, she <laughs> thought it
2: was rubber or like a black sock or something. <laughs>
0: And she's digging away at it, and next thing you know, it's fucking guts. <laughs> like, yeah. what's the thought process that goes through your head when you go, wait, that's, blood's, that's blood and innards. I don't know <laughs> what's going
1: on here.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, so it says here, Central Park is overrun with huge rat, fat rats. Uh, I saw a man on a bench in the Rambles, swatting them unsuccessfully with a la- with a rake. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, with COVID and less people out and about and, like, like, I mean, it's like I Am Legend where you're going to see the lions fucking rolling around in New York oh, okay. City, except it's going to be fat rats. <laughs> so if you look at
2: a, th- like uh, Black Sheep, oh, remember that with he, the sheep that Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it says here, I know I saw a while ago, uh, like, I don't know if it was a documentary or whatnot, but in New York city, they, it was like an old dude that had little dogs, uh, running around the city, like eating the rats.
2: Huh? We just called rats. Didn't it come out in the nineties or something like that? There is,
0: there is. I think I have the VHS over there, but, uh, yeah, no, but, uh, this was like a real life documentary thing. Oh okay. They like, uh, they were like the dogs are bred for cuz the people were like, aren't the dogs going to get sick if they get bitten by a fucking rat or if they bite into a rat and like the guts explode and he's like, no, they bred for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but I guess if you live in New York City, watch out for rats. Watch out for big fat rats, fucking tinkering around in your engine.
1: Sonic!
0: Boom! This one here, uh, you know, with people sitting at home and uh, being all, you know, cooped up. Some people are just, you know, having to go to work and then go straight home, or make not having to, but making the choice, you know, because you should be wearing your mask out there. Uh, trying to be safe, you know, so we can uh, open this shit up, you know, open up the pit. Um, but <clears throat> are people going crazy, you think? Uh, not
2: too bad. Like today when I was out skating, uh, I was at the skate park and some of us had masks and some of us didn't. And nobody really got mad at anybody or called anybody out. We were all just kind of having fun and vibing off each other um, at work. A couple people have flown off the handle about it or like hey you're wearing that wrong like fucking put it over your nose or whatever but um it seems like the majority now people aren't as freaking out as they were like the first lockdown or when it first came to be
0: yeah yeah all right well people in connecticut are hearing mysterious booms So it says here, residents of the East End neighborhood of Waterbury, Connecticut. You ever been to Waterbury, Connecticut? No. All right. Nah, it's I don't, it's no. a little it's a little uh say they've been plagued by a series of loud, late night mystery booms for months. <laughs> the booms wasn't which that, Huh?
2: Wasn't that a thing back in like 2016? I have no I think idea serious boom. I remember reading that on uh, Coast to Coast AM that they were all over the United States. They were hearing random
0: booms or something like that. I I guess the boom has arrived to Connecticut because (laughs) uh, this was uh, from November 21st which is today. Uh, So it says here the booms which resemble concussive blast come much later in the evening than would be normal for a contractor using explosives Uh, For construction (laughs) So this is most recently On the night of November 6 Landscape company owner Saqib Omar Said he was watching television With his wife uh, In their East Main Street apartment When they heard and felt An explosion Violent enough To rattle their windows Omar ran to the window To see what might have Caused the disturbance And told his 13 year old son To start recording His son's recording Shows a thick cloud Of grey smoke billowing out from beneath a bridge supporting Interstate 84 over Pierpoint Road if you're from the area you know where that is uh, people are confusing it for fireworks Omar told the Republican American I'm like uh, that's like like that's not fireworks that's like a dynamite stick or a pipe bomb it has that impact I felt it on my windows uh, Omar said that he's heard similar blasts around his neighborhood for about three months uh, prior to Omar's experiences resident Elizabeth Bartley says she saw a bright flash of light accompanied by sound like a dumpster being dropped from 10 feet up how does she know what a fucking dumpster sounds like being dumped <laughs> from 10 feet that's like exact you know yeah. what's this what's the story behind has you be pushing trash off the balcony. Yeah. yeah well I remember back in my day when we used to drop dumpsters from 10 feet up that's the same sound I heard But it says the flash came from her right She said in a grease In a grassy area by the Eagle's Nest Apartments That apartment complex is less than a block From the bridge where Omar's Son captured his video Of billowing smoke Following that family's experience With a mysterious explosion Uh, She says uh, Bartley says she regularly heard The mystery booms Uh, as often as every night for a week, although sometimes there is a few days of reprieve between events. So, uh, have you ever uh, experienced the boom? No. (laughs) All right, so let me get this straight. You never watched Castle Freak, you never watched Source Circuit, and you never experienced the boom? No. (laughs) No.
1: Three
2: strikes, you're out. <laughs> so that's that's
0: it. And thank you for coming on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I what do you think? Uh, all right, what do you think ex- as an explanation for this? Because I I i I'm, I did watch a little bit of that video, and there is smoke coming out over by the bridge. But like, I mean, I'm assuming that at some point, it's probably some late night work. You know what I mean? It's Rodan. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I would assume this is some late night work or something or somebody on the construction crew just messing around. I don't know. Yeah.
0: So uh, it says here, police in the area said no one saw or reported any type of explosions. Uh, although uh, the Department of Homeland Security. Wow. Uh, was notified of the boom. <laughs>
2: Damn. Everybody
0: coming out. <laughs> Who told you to put the boom on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh so it
0: says here reports of mysterious booms sometimes accompanied by flashes of light and or minor tremors have been in the rise worldwide since at least 2017 so you were right about that uh continuing throughout uh, 2018 and into 2019. The booms have been reported across the United States. Uh, Arizona, didn't you live in Arri? Yeah, I did live in Arizona, so, so you know, I have the boom. So you might you might have experienced the boom, dude. Yeah, I might have. Damn. Uh, so it says Arizona, Arkansas, California, North and South Carolina, Colorado, Connecticut, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, Missouri, New Jersey, New York. Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Washington. Oh, shit. Bro. (laughs) Are you? They're here, man. (laughs) Bro, are you in on this? You're like, there's no boom. There is no boom.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. It could be a meteor crashing into Earth. (laughs) Big boom. So, I guess... uh, Yeah, people are going crazy.
2: I did see uh, P.O.D. in concert, and they played that song, Boom, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What did their band name stand for? Uh, Uh, Something of Disciples, right?
2: uh, Payable on
0: Death, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Payable on Death, which is uh, the meaning of, like, you know, I'll pay for all my sins when I die. Yeah. they're, They're a Christian band, right?
2: Yeah, I believe believe
0: so. All right. Well, you know who needs a Christian band? This guy here. Because it says, I'll have a little bit of him. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Him, the band, or him, the dude? No, him, the person. Uh, So it says here, notorious pedophile strangled by inmate who wanted to cook his body parts. Uh, It says here, disturbing details. Uh One uh, Paul Fitzgerald Is accused of strangling Richard Huckle and later saying he would Like to have cooked bits of the body And gone on To kill other inmates
2: Yeah he must have read my book
0: Yeah you never know Uh So it says here a notorious Predatory pe- pedophile Was allegedly uh, Strangled to death by A fellow prisoner who then said He wanted to cook his body parts Paul Fitzgerald 30 strangled richard huckle with an electrical cable sheath and forcefully forcefully inserted a pen into his brain uh take notes because I, I we got a story here uh uh <laughs> yeah. cable sheath and a pen uh into the brain uh Fitzgerald later said he would like to have cooked cooked him up and uh, would have gone on to kill other inmates but he was just having too much fun quote unquote <laughs> Uh, jurors were told that Huckle was murdered in a prolonged attack designed to humiliate and degrade him. Uh, f- says Fitzgerald denies the murder, but you said you were having fun. What? the <laughs> What the?
2: Fuck? Yeah, I just killed this guy, but no, that was, really wasn't me. It wasn't I don't know. me. It wasn't I me. I just,
0: it, yeah. I was just <laughs> trying to have fun. You know. So it says here, Prosecutor All-Star Neil McDonald QC said the attack was carried out as a form of punishment. Obviously, Uh, the the attack was carefully planned and considered by Fitzgerald. Uh, He said Fitzgerald was found in Huckle's cell by another inmate straddling the victim who was on the floor near a pool of blood. Uh, Prisoner officers were alerted alerted and found Huckle gagged and bound by his hands and feet. With a ligature around his neck. They told the police the attacker appeared to be whispering into the ear of his victim, although it is not known what he said. What do you think he said? <laughs> That's wild, man. I don't uh like uh like uh while he was like strangling him, like he was probably like, This is for all those fucking kids you touched, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, probably. Fucking Yeah, they tried to revive him, but uh, Fitzgerald told the officers, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. I think I killed him. He's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. He's probably saying burn in hell, bastard. Probably. (laughs) Uh, He said uh, he enjoyed what he was doing to the body of Mr. Huckle and that uh, he would uh, kill two two or three others that he had his eye on. Oh. So this guy was—he's
2: serious. <laughs> yeah. Were the other ones pedophiles too?
0: They don't say. They don't say. Oh. So, but we'll see. Uh, yeah. So that's, woo. You know, jails. Jails a hard place, man. Uh, yeah. you never know who you might get set up with or uh, find out. You know. So, but yeah, I mean, he wanted to cook him up. Put him in a jailhouse burrito.
2: <laughs> Jail, jailhouse Rock, man.
0: Yeah. So, uh, speaking of jailhouse rocks, Phoenix rises from the asters. Uh, I can never say his his first name because uh, English is my second language. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. is in talks to star in Ari Astor's bow is Afraid." Or yeah, however you want or ever however you want to say it. Bu or bow B E A U.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. See, it's like one of those things. Tomato, tomato. Uh so Joaquin Phoenix, we know him uh, you know, from Signs, eight millimeter, uh that other movie with uh, he played uh Brad Pitts um Alexander was it called? Alexander. Oh uh, uh no, it wasn't he wasn't in Troy Troy too, wasn't he? He wasn't oh that's what it's called. Troy.
2: Yeah, Troy and then uh her. He was in that movie with her about he falls in love with the uh automated voice that's oh. Scarlett Johansson, I believe.
0: Yeah. I mean I I don't fault. Like joke, basically. Yeah, Joker. You know, if Scarlett Johansson was like, Oh yes, email you got <laughs> you you got
2: that no man, I kind, of almost cried in that movie. I was like, "Dude, you're falling in love with the computer, man!" Like,
0: <laughs> but she's so sexy, though, right?
2: Yeah, bo- yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, actually, I think she was way more attractive in Eight Legged Freaks than as Black Widow. Dude.
0: Uh, yeah, I that- give you, I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that one, but uh, so and and you're familiar with Ari Aster's work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: All right, so I actually. I liked Midsummer over uh, Hereditary big time. Did you? Yeah, I did.
0: Uh, From what standpoint? Uh, The storyline, I didn't
2: see that dude's family being that fucking crazy. I thought I was going in blind. I just thought it was going to be – I knew it was going to be like what they say, artsy-fartsy or whatever, but I had no – I had no idea going in that it was gonna have that crazy twist at the end, or how his family was all part of that shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I I definitely enjoy Ari's work. Uh, Hereditary, and that's the thing. Like, <clears throat> I felt like Hereditary and Midsummer were er, are to me at least um, a yin yang movie
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, movies, yeah. uh, not in the sense that they're both dark and all that stuff, but. They're, they they sit together you know what I mean as far as like on the spectrum of like uh, deterioration and darkness
2: yeah when they jumped off the cliff man I would, that kind of scarred me I was not I was like holy yeah. shit yeah
0: legit I saw that in the theaters and it was the brain hitting the, the, the dude's head hitting the ground I was like oh my god <laughs> it was legit, very anxiety-driven fucking the sound mm-hmm. design, everything. But uh, so he's got a new project called Bo is Afraid. Uh, and it says here, the, the film uh, was described as a surrealist horror film set in an alternate present. If uh, Joaquin Phoenix signs on, he will play the lead role of Bew. Uh Bu is described as an extremely anxious but pleasant-looking man who has a fraught relationship with his overbearing mother. Uh, Their relationship is affected from the fact that he never knew his father. He never knew his father. Uh, This will likely be Ari Aster's next film with the project set to be a priority. Uh, He will write, direct and produce the film with the project set to go through his production company square peg. So, I Hmm. mean, the synopsis sounds pretty cool. You know, yeah,
1: almost
2: anything with Joaquin, man. Like, uh, when he played um, Johnny Cash, that was awesome,
0: unbelievable, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and that's the thing. Some people like describe Ari Aster as like polarizing. Um, you know, like some people hated Midsommar a lot of people loved it. I never heard someone say, like, eh. They either yeah. love it or they hated it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with uh, Hereditary. They either loved it or they hated it.
2: I just, I wasn't a fan. I like, uh, I forgot her name, the main, the mom. She's oh, a really good actress. Yeah, oh. I, I like her a lot, but I just couldn't, for some reason, I couldn't take the movie for, like, it was hard for me to just to watch for some reason. Like, It seems slower than a normal one of his, I
0: guess. Okay. Like a slow burn. It was too much of a burn. Yeah. Okay.
2: Like when she, when they, like when they had the seance, that was badass. But everything leading up to that, I thought like losing a kid would be way more devastating. But I don't know. I only saw I saw it twice. Okay. Like it was just uh yeah, it was one of those that I just couldn't really hang on to for some for some
0: reason. Yeah. No, I can I can see. I can see why. Cause um when I was watching it, um like like legit like you said, I I felt like she was overacting some of her mm-hmm. but then um as the movie progressed I could see that she was just trying to keep her shit together. So yeah. it was like I felt like I went I went in that regard, you know, like I'm your mother you know, like, where, whereas clearly throughout the whole movie, you haven't acted like a mother at all. You know yeah. what I mean? So it was like, you know. But yeah, I mean, Ari Aster, him and Eggers, uh, you know, for being new, new, new wish, I guess, per se, because they each, I think, I only have like two, two to three movies under them, uh, you know, not counting their shorts and stuff. Um, I mean, have made some good, good, good stuff. You know,
2: the witch is my favorite, though. Dude, the I witch, and that was so that was, that movie's unbelievably good. Dude, so good.
0: The witch is fucking amazing. But uh, yeah, so look out for that Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, swinging a bat, trying to find <laughs> out who his fucking father is. Swing again, well swing,
2: swing again, or, yeah. no, swing away, yeah,
0: swing sw- away, swing away, <laughs> <laughs> so all right, speaking of swing away, uh, I hope that they're swinging for the fences with this because Robert England joins stranger things four as a disturbed man in prison for a gruesome murder uh, I heard about this the other day, and uh I forget who I was talking to, uh oh one of my buddies, uh Mikey. Shout out to Mike. Um and we were talking about I was like, yeah, so you think it's gonna be just like a nod, you know, or they're actually gonna incorporate Robert England as like a pivotal piece of the of the pie. Or is it gonna be like where he's gonna be the the zany one liner fucking neighbor?
2: I hope it's not
0: one liner, dude. You know I'm what I probably... mean? Where they're like like it's like a throwback to Freddie. Yeah. You know? So, but it says, uh, he's, uh, slated to be a disturbed man in prison for a gruesome murder. Um, so it says here, uh, oh, okay. It says, uh, England will be playing the reoccurring role of Victor Creel, uh, a disturbed and intimidating man who is imprisoned in a psychiatric hospital for a gruesome murder in the fifties. Um, so we'll see. Mm Um, but like I said, he was, uh, he reprised the role of Freddie and the Goldbergs. I don't know if you saw that. Did you see that? No, I did not. Okay. <laughs> fucking guy. I- <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but, uh, I mean, season four, these kids are getting older. By the time they get season four out, they're going to be like 20 and fucking Will's going to look fucking 50. And- I think
2: but I... I think what I read was they were gonna try to do some spin-offs too after this season.
0: After oh, season four What, Stranger Things to college years? Yeah, I guess. I have no idea. What the fuck? Dude, yeah. have you seen the kids like lately? Have you seen them? Yeah,
2: yeah. And then what's her name? Uh Eleven, she was in uh the new Godzilla man. She's like a grown ass adult now, dude.
0: Yeah, she was she's in a Enola uh, Holmes, I think. Isn't she in that too? Is she the mix? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. So it's like, and uh, that kid, uh, what's his name? Was in uh, the kid that played Will uh, Byers, the Byers was in. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't um, he just in some movie?
2: Yeah, Wolf Hard, right? No the, Wolf-
0: no, the other kid, Byers' kid. The kid that got caught in the underground or the upside down.
2: Oh, yeah, what was he just I can't
0: remember. I remember I just saw him in something he was trying to play play a cool guy, but uh, I'm like that's not him. He looks like he's fucking forty <laughs> like there's no way they're gonna give him a fucking he man haircut and put him back in the in the underground like
1: <sighs> <yeah. laughs>
0: well, who knows maybe freddy uh Freddie Krueger will be the the night flare or whatever they call those. <laughs> Okay. I, I,
2: I, I hope it's not one liners. I mean, they're great for Freddy movies, but yeah, like he's I
0: fucking, like
2: his and Hatchet. You know, he can, he's a yeah. good actor. He can. No, yes, he is,
0: he is. He's fucking welcome
1: to the to the upside down, bitch. <laughs> 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 you
0: know, it's like, but we'll see. So, a strange nightmare. Stay Goldberg, Pony Boy. Uh, I guess Stranger Things. I don't know when it's gonna come back. Cause I think everything got canceled because of COVID. So uh but maybe because I know they were doing like October releases, but maybe not no more. Probably next February or something like that. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see.
1: How about this doc? Ah!
0: <laughs> so um our buddies in marketing macabre sent us over. Uh I'm looking at Toro Loco bloodthirsty and uh female, were- female werewolf available now on DVD and VOD so it says here uh Toro Loco uh Bloodthirsty it says a fistful of dollars meets death wish by way of blazing saddles in this Chilean <laughs> Chilean genre specialist Patricio uh Valadares wild action comedy uh delivering equal parts humor and blood the story follows a grizzled stranger Who who arrives in a small town trapped in the grasp of a ruthless, drug-peddling crime boss and his paraplegic, slobbering, trigger-happy son. The man, known as Toro Loco, is in search for the killers of his son yet. Never too busy to permanently take care of marauding punks and thugs who get in his way uh, with the support of a young, beautiful of uh, but young beauty, her geeky brother, and a trigger-happy drag queen. He sets out to clean up the town and avenge the murder of his son. A fast-paced tale with memorable, ca- memorable, memorable characters. Uh, <coughs> <Something laughs> dude, there's a lot. Of- Holy th- shit! This shit sounds bananas.
1: Toro yeah.
0: lo- loco, bloodthirsty. So Toro loco means crazy bull, bloodthirsty. Mm. So it's bloodthirsty, crazy bull basically <laughs> is the name of this movie. Uh you can go to horrorpatch.com dot com uh to check out the uh the uh the trailer on here um but it's uh by way of Bayview Entertainment and uh horror horror news network uh but let me take a quick look here. Oh I already like this. I already <laughs> I already like this. There's a guy the cowboy guy looks Legit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alright, so yeah, I'm gonna check that out. Um I'll send you the link to this so you can see what the fuck I'm talking about later. Yeah. I'll um see. and then the other one that they have here slated uh available now is Chris Alexander's Female Werewolf. What do you think of that title? Uh Wolf Cop <laughs> <laughs> Wolf Wolf Cop or cock? <laughs> Yeah, you know? <laughs> Wolfcock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So it says uh, for uh female werewolf uh, lost in a fever of sexual delirium, a mentally unstable woman begins to believe she may be turning into a monster, a moody, sensual, and surreal psychological thriller from Milf filmmaker, musician, and magazine editor, Chris Alexander. Uh, I guess he's an editor at Fangoria. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, he's got a movie. It's by again by uh, Bayview Entertainment, uh, by way of uh, Horror News Network. Uh, let's take a quick look at this. Yeah, that looked crazy. Uh Yeah, I'll send you the link. Uh so you got to you got to check this shit out. There's another movie that you should check out. Um it's called Thirst. It's uh, about a Icelandic uh, a thousand-year-old Icelandic gay vampire. <laughs> the fucking trailer, dude, it's fucking nuts. It looks fucking nuts. I've been uh, we I've been having my eye on that for fucking The longest though, I can't wait to watch that. But uh, so yeah, that uh, female werewolf uh, and uh, Toro Loco bloodthirsty dude. The fucking poster for Toro Loco bloodthirsty looks like like a Walking Dead comic book, like (laughs) like legit and like a bad guy in the background. All that shit. So look for that out. You know, uh, by Bayview. It's out right now. VOD DVD. So. Um, have you watched, uh, any of the, uh, oh, scare it just look like, uh,
2: it looks like a cross between, uh, walking dead and, uh, that movie mayhem.
0: Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> <laughs> right. It's, it looks crazy
2: dude, or, uh, or red dead. It
0: yeah. <laughs> red. <like> the- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude. When I say you're the trailer, dude, it looks fucking crazy. Like. <laughs> Dude's walking around with a cowboy. That dude in the middle is walking yeah. around, fucking people up. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right, so yeah, check that out. Um, all right, so scary movie you've seen those, right? Yes. Okay. So uh,
2: sca- <laughs> I, I've seen something. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, you saw something. Um. So, uh, scary movies, Deputy Doofy uh shares awesome pitch for a spin-off to mega hit scream p- parody. Uh so I said it's been 20 years since the Wayans brothers took a stab at spoofing. Uh we covered actually a Scary Movie 2 and we talked a lot about The Wayans brothers Living Color all that shit like uh Dude, when, the, when sp- the
2: tree when the tree smokes him I was laughing so hard. yeah. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, but yeah, so Dave Sheridan, who we know as Deputy Doofy, uh, says here uh, it could be really funny, but captivate but a captivating tale about who is Doofy, and uh, who is the guy that plays Doofy? Because at the end of the film, I take the mustache off and my hair slick back, and I tear off the shirt, and I'm a good looking guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I say there, Sheridan added to the pitch, uh, noting that uh, it would have to be an anthology style and he could play the killer in all the shorts. It would be uh, all a la carte serial killer shorts uh, that would be cast with a lot of comedic actors. Uh, I think it would also fall into the realm of spoofs. Uh, recent ones that haven't been done yet, like uh, Halloween and Annabelle. Um, so they pro- they they posed a question at the end of this article at Bloody Disgusting. Uh, what do you all think? Would you want to see a scary movie spinoff? So I ask you the same.
2: Uh, probably not because I can't take some of the cl- some of the horror movies serious now after watching a Scary Movie. All I can think about is like iPods coming to life when I watch <laughs> War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Simon Rex, dude. Have you? I don't know if you've heard of his rap group with Andy Milanakis and Simon um, Rex. I have. <laughs> I have <laughs> i can't i mean they're funny but fuck, dude, They. <laughs> all, all i can think about when i watch signs is or watch the village and i just think about all this shit,
0: yeah i mean but those movies are fucking hilarious I yeah, mean, I fe- they fell off a little bit for me after i think part three uh yeah. only because <clears throat> that was when
2: they did the ring and everything it was part three and eight mile and yeah, that. that's
0: when they brought in uh Leslie Leslie Nielsen, I believe, from uh, Naked Gun. Um yeah. and and because the, the guy that uh originated uh Naked Gun was took over the scary movie spoofs. Um so I can see why they, they brought that over. Um, but yeah, so I guess, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I think, I think, see the, the, the kind of comedy that those movies have, um, I think you would be, it would be a, uh, you would have a harder time pulling that off now, I think. Yeah.
2: Cause then they do like disaster movie and date movie and yeah.
0: Was, yeah yeah I think you would have a harder time pulling that off as far as like p c culture type oh. deal you know that kind of stuff so but who knows so uh let's see uh let's see maybe he'll get uh i know he's in some movies uh some independent movies coming out we're gonna give a shout out to bloody summer camp uh've been following their uh production stuff um and uh so i'm excited to see that and uh he's in some other other stuff. He was just on uh, the Dorkening Network um, talking to those guys. So if you want to check that out, uh, go hit up the Dorkening website. It's on there for a Wicked Horror Show. Um, all right. So speaking of Wicked Horror, uh, my ghost dad will come back from the store one day. I promise. Uh, woman calls off wedding with ghost after he kept disappearing. <laughs> what? This is from there the are, New- there are people that have sex with ghosts apparently. Have you seen those articles? No, I didn't know this was a thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. Dude. I saw this on the New York Post and I said, what? <laughs> uh, <he's, laughs> it said it was going really well until we went on holiday and then he completely changed. Uh, <laughs> it says here after amethyst met and fell in love with ghost Ray, They've now decided to part ways after he began acting oddly. <laughs> what, oh my... Floating or what?
1: Oh my god. That...
0: Oh my god. Her name is Amethyst, so she like a... she sounds like an old stripper or something, probably. Yeah. Uh but it says here, her fiance. Huh? Hi, I'm Amethyst. You like my rocks? Yeah. Like my rings. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so it says here her fiance totally ghosted her. Uh, A British woman uh, who claims she got engaged, quote unquote, to a ghost has now called off the wedding because he kept disappearing and started partying too much. Uh, we've called the wedding off, said Amethyst. Wait, her full name is Amethyst Realm. Oh, what the? (laughs) Uh, she's 32. She said he just completely changed. Uh, Realm said she fell in love with a sexy spirit named Ray during a trip to Australia in 2018, and even consummated the relationship on the flight back home. Oh, they went to a different realm. Then they went to the The mile. The what is it? The the mile. Yeah,
2: mile high realm. Yeah.
0: Uh, so it says, uh, the paranormal Casanova later popped the question on their nine month, nine month anniversary and things were going well until a recent vacation to Thailand. Uh, I think maybe he fell in with a bad crowd when we were on holiday. He just started becoming really inconsiderate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. It was suddenly as if he didn't know boo about romance, she told the show. Come on. This has got to be fake. This is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many puns in there, especially the- yeah. this. <laughs> uh, it was uh, he disappeared for long periods of time. Uh, when he did come back, he bring other spirits to the house and they just hang around for days. I think he started doing drugs and partying a bit much. What? The- <laughs> Interesting. So it says here, ultimately, they both agreed not to tie the knot. Uh, her story sparked some spirited comments on Twitter, uh, with one observer quipping, All men are bastards, even ghost ones.
1: Interesting. <laughs> Were we just talking about Beetlejuice? I'm the ghost with the most. Yeah. Fuck it. Hey, what's up, man? I'm doing gym Tan laundry today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beetlejuice 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 It's showtime What
0: the fuck Alright man So (laughs) I guess don't get married to a ghost uh, Unless she's Nicole Kidman uh, (laughs) And the others Uh, Witches be crazy So again from the UK uh, Oof uh, women finds strange witch decoy kit in her old home. Um, it looks like a pair of dusty boots, a shitty hat, half a broomstick, uh, <laughs> some fucking jawbones.
2: That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah. Like half eaten hat. Was it like from one of those giant rats? Or <laughs>
0: Could be. Could be from New York. He's like, I went on vacation all the way to Britain and I yeah. ate a fucking hat. <laughs> it was delicious I think we had a side of horse <laughs> um, But yeah someone else uh, Is also in the same article Said uh, they have found uh, They found An aortic valve Preserved in formaldehyde In the kitchen Oh shit Yeah. <laughs> so yeah I guess uh, I mean the only weirdest I don't think I've ever found anything weird Just like old papers Like stuck in the rafters uh in the basement. I didn't find anything weird, but uh I did see some one of our buddies posted he found a dildo like wrapped <laughs> in, like <laughs> it was the weirdest looking dildo. It was old. It was a fucking old dildo cuz that shit was <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Uh he did he found it in his basement like stuffed up in the in the ceiling when he was redoing some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! have you ever found anything weird, and like' cause I know you moved around a little bit,
2: uh, I found a samurai sword in a closet in the house I was renting in Arizona, so I kept it, but it's in storage right now, and uh nothing too odd or strange, but that, that is a big ass samurai sword it's fucking huge
0: all right, have you ever got it like looked at to see if it's like
2: no i I should, probably should, but that reminds me I did find uh uh, old, I don't know, it's probably super old, like, okay, Rudyard Kipling, who wrote Jungle Book, it's like a first edition. Yeah. When he signed it, he signed it with the Swashika. It has the Swashika at the end of his name.
0: Really? So
2: I sh- yeah, I should probably get that looked at, but the binding's kind of falling apart, like the spine, so yeah. I'm going to have to get it fixed, yeah. Wow.
0: That's a good uh, That's a good find, dude. Mm-hmm. Wow. With this this witch's decoy hat or whatever, the the shitty hat, you can't play dress up with that. But uh, uh, don't forget, you can play dress up by hitting up Woochie.com for uh, pro quality prosthetics and SFX makeup all year round. Uh, Use special discount code Mandy Strange for 15% off your entire order. Uh, So if you like to play play dress up, you know, dress up like a zombie or shitty witch, uh, Mandy Strange. For 15% off Hit up HorrorMerch.com They have tons of cool shit T-shirts, uh, little statues, knickknacks uh, Make sure you use code SSP For uh, 20% off your order there uh, It excludes any already discounted items uh, And covers men's and women's t-shirts So hit them up And like always This episode is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee GetDeadly.com Coffee to die for.
1: Booyah! What would they give you? Thorzing? Howdall? How much? How much? Learn your drugs. Know your doses. Elementary. I, I make like a, a telephone call. call. A telephone call. A telephone call. That's communication with the outside world. Doctor's discretion. Ah, nah. Uh, hey, all of these nuts could just make phone calls. They could spread insanity oozing. Through telephone cables, oozing to the ears of all these poor, sane people, infecting them. Wackos everywhere, plague of madness. Come on, let's go. In fact, very few of you, Very few of here actually mentally ill. I'm not saying you're not mentally ill. For all, I know you're <coughs> crazy as a loon. But that's not why you're here. That's not why you're here. That's not why you're here. You're here because of the system. There's the television. It's all right there, all right there. Look, listen, Neil, pray. Commercials. not productive anymore. It needs to make things anymore. It's all automated. What are we for then? We're consumers, Jim. Ah, okay, okay. Buy a lot of stuff. You're a good citizen. But if you don't buy a lot of stuff, if you don't, what are you then, I ask you? What? I tell you, L. Fact, Jim. Fact. If you don't buy things, toilet paper, new cars, computerized gunders, electrically operated sexual devices, serial systems with brain implanted headphones, screwdrivers, miniature built in radar devices, voice activated computers. Take it easy, Jeffrey. Be calm. Right. That's right. You're a very attractive woman. How? And now, for our feature presentation. Congratulations. You're being released as asylum seekers, not as citizens, not yet. You will be sent to a home of our choosing. You must not move from this address. We are good people. Whether or not you're good people, it's not me that needs convincing. It's a palace. This entire house is just for us. It's gonna be nice, you're gonna be happy. As long as you can get along, fit in, be one of good ones. This is our home. All I can taste is the metal. People get used to it. the duck you have felt it too you having problems with the property
0: this is what they want they like to see us
1: crazy ah! <laughs> let them send us back how quickly you forget Everything we went through to get here. We are not going back. There's no witch now. Get out! What is that? Rats. Rats. Did this. You went outside. This is my house! This is my house! You don't wonder what it tells me. It says I should be afraid of you.
0: I think I might paint this room red. Your ghosts follow you. They never leave. They live with you. Whose house runs house? (laughs) Oh, all right. So a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. Uh, His House is a 2020 horror thriller film written and directed by Remy Weeks from a story by Felicity Evans and Toby Venables. Uh, It was released on October 30th, 2020. On Netflix, so they picked it up. Uh Renny Weeks uh doesn't exist on Wikipedia, unfortunately, so I can't click on him. Uh but uh who's in this bitch? Uh we got uh one one me Mosaku as uh the main character of real. Uh you might recognize her from Lovecraft Country. Uh as one of the sisters. She plays the sister. Of uh she plays Ruby. Uh on that. Um but she's also been on uh let's see here. Other stuff I've seen her in. Uh Black Mirror. Uh she was uh on an episode Playfest. Remember that? You ever seen uh, Black Mirror? Yeah,
2: and apparently Fantastic Beasts. Yes. And where to find them, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's the one uh what's his face just got fucking fired from, right? Johnny Depp? Yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah yeah, 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 Johnny Depp. So, um, yeah, so she plays the main character real or real. I don't figure, I don't know how to say it. real, real. Uh and then we got uh soup soapy Derisu uh as bull. Uh you can find him on the Huntsman The Winter's War. Um and uh, it's a bunch of other shit. He's got a new one coming out. Um, TBA says, Silent Night, upcoming comedy film written and directed by Camille Griffin. Um, and then on TV, he's been under and Black Mirror. So that's cool. To Black Mirror. Uh, he was a man in prison under the episode Nosedive, which is, I believe, the episode Nosedive, if I'm not mistaken, is a social media one where um the people like you know they they like your status or whatever and like that was yeah. like your your currency in the world <laughs> remember that i like you yeah uh and then we got Matt Smith we know him everybody knows him right doctor who doctor who doctor matt smith bro that's who that is uh he's got the nicest hair uh young face <laughs> uh but you also know him as uh uh Mark from his house. Uh he plays the uh kind of in between helpful and kind of just doing his job guy. Personal
2: favorite of mine Javier Bot- Botet is in it too. He plays one of the uh one yeah. of the spooky
0: beans. Yeah, and then we also got uh Cornell Salmon John. Um he also played uh he helped out with the witches but uh that guy well we'll go back to Javier Botet cuz he's got some g- good work on him too but uh um we got him here on uh he's also in Fantastic Beast, Jack the Giant Slayer, uh Chronicles of Narnia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like I could see the future, bro, of Land of Mysticism. Um <laughs> uh, Javier Botet, while I was watching this movie, And it got to that scene. I'm not going to say the scene because we're going to describe it a little bit better. I was like, if Javier Botet is not in that fucking suit, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know who is. You know what I mean? But uh, we got uh, he shares my last name, Javier Botet Lopez. Uh, uh, You know him. He's a Spanish actor with Marfan syndrome. Um, He's uh, uh, the title character in in Mama, um, the mummy. He's uh, Slender Man in a 2018 film. Uh, Crimson Peak, The Conjuring 2, It, uh, It Chapter 2, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, Insidious. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. But, yeah. I was happy
2: it was an actual suit. <laughs> huh? I was happy that it was an actual suit. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, in the beginning, it was a little CGI. But it was like a married CGI, and then you could see where they broke away and did practical, uh, which was awesome. So uh, speaking of awesome, is this movie awesome?
2: Yes. I I went in with no expectations. I didn't know too much about it except what you had told me previous. And just from the get-go, I was like, wow, the atmosphere is spot on. Like, you care so much about these people. You want them to succeed. Yeah,
0: 100%. 'cause like like we said uh um in the beginning uh describing it um South Sudan, uh war torn South Sudan. So like that's the thing. Like like I like straight up horror movies like slashers and shit like that. But I really like something about like actual horror, like real life horror mixed with fantastical horror, like just yeah hits me a little different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like and I feel like it's it's probably like a like a more nuanced thing because by the end of the movie we realize, you know, like you know what's going on. Like I made some notes because yeah, um, I made notes <laughs> because there's there was some like differences. Like I, I obviously, like the plot and all that stuff. Like you get it off the rip at uh at, at face value, you know that they're you know refugees. Um, they tell the story of them coming over, uh, you know, escaping and then actually being uh, seeking asylum. Um, but like the scene where they get called to the gym to find out that they're going to get housing, like there's a dude on his cell phone. He could give a fuck
2: yeah, yeah. about
0: these people. And then they're like, "We're we're the good ones. And then... Yeah.
2: He- Now later on now that i hear that again i'm like holy shit like that hits harder now when he's like but we're good people yeah and later on you when you read the whole shebang you're like
1: what the hell
0: yeah you know so like you know um you know and then just uh, like some of the lines like he says you know like because you know they're they they go they're going back and forth as far as like assimilating and still trying to maintain like who they are to an extent at yeah. face at face value uh, you know at uh, uh with the, the the thinnest veil that they provide in the beginning uh you know and they say things like you know born again and then even when he starts hearing weird shit he's just he just attributes it to strange country you know what I mean so mm-hmm. like yeah. you know but. Because that was like one of the things with like uh, like the pacing of the movie uh, and the plot points uh, to me, um, I felt like they moved ahead. Not too slow. Um, Yeah, but
2: uh, I thought it was kind of spot on because right when you thought a scene was going to drag on with the emotional side of it, you could you could feel the connection between the two characters. You're like, no, like she really cares about her husband and vice versa. Like it has to be drawn out a, a little bit, but it was never too much. It wasn't overbearing at no, it all. wasn't.
0: Yeah. So, um, and then as the story progresses, you know, um, like he goes outside, like he hears, like they're just having a, the, the, you know, they lay down, they're listening to music and like, that instance when he turns off the, the phone, you know, the Spotify on the phone. Um, yeah. and then you hear someone humming. Like, I don't, I couldn't tell if it was into the tune of the song he was just listening to or just humming. That, that
2: scared me. And I don't jump easy, but dude, when I hear the humming and then that thud that happened, I haven't jumped for years. And this movie made me fucking jump, dude. Like I almost
0: fell off the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. And, uh, but the thing is also because like uh I touch on like uh like the feel because like they get to this house, some of the light works, right? They the light works until yeah. until they try to use like until they try to step into the lightness of it. Mm-hmm. And I I and I don't know if I'm wrong or if I'm like reaching or whatnot, but like from the moment that they step in, like it's nothing but darkness and minimal lighting throughout yeah. the whole movie cuz like um and th- and then he keeps trying to keep or turn the light on um mm. to the point where like he's reaching in the walls and like trying to rewire the light and
2: the only part that wasn't was when they switched over to focusing more on the wife and she gets lost in the alley yeah that- was badass when all the walls were alley walls were changing and everything. I was like, oh, so it's not only affecting him because up to that point you thought it was all going to be about him, and then Correct. now she's starting to get screwed with too.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that was like the juxtaposition that I that I did like because while the husband uh, was shrouded, I mean, there's so many scenes like the way that they shot this, like the framing, the lighting choices, like it created the The anxiety and the like closing in space that yeah, you ended up sure. that they ended up having to fight out of you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and it was like, but again, it was cemented in truth and like real life because they were told at the beginning like this is what you get, you can't leave this house, this is your house, uh you can't leave here, you can't do anything else, you can't try to get out. You are out on bail. You are sequestered to this location. So it was like, it was kind of like, you know, and that was like my main thing with, with the, the, with the light. Like he kept trying to turn the light on. And then like by the end of the movie, uh, you realize that it was kind of like a like darkness versus light type deal because, you know, um, and whatnot, because like there's a scene where he goes outside, gets a haircut, everything's fine, and he gets home, and it's like I by the, by the end of the movie, what I realized was that whenever he stepped out of that and was out on his own, like everything was roses, because he wasn't thinking about what he what he'd done or what he was a part of. It was kind of like you know, like when he went to the mall and looked at the dude wearing a gray polo and the slacks and like he was trying to like assimilate to that point but i felt like he was trying to hide in plain sight type of deal
2: yeah and you start as you start to uncover reasons behind all of that like dude you can't escape what what happened in the past you know it's always gonna be there The you know and it was interesting to see him try really hard to hang on But like you were saying, it was beautifully shot with all the lighting effects. Um, Everything was spot on. The camera angles, it made you feel claustrophobic. And I don't remember a movie that has ever really done that except for like the descent or how we talked about Sinister. Yeah. I mean, this one was just like I went in with. Not knowing that much and not really expectations, and I was like, "Wow, that was really good. That was phen- almost like, yeah, phenomenal. I'll say phenomenal because you didn't see any of the twists coming, and some of the most beautiful shots too were when he, when the ocean started to come up in his in his visions, dude. That, yeah, that was in- that was interesting as hell. I was like, "Oh, that's where this is. G-. Okay, now I kind of am starting to yeah. see the for what it, what he is."
0: Yeah, and that's what, like, uh, like you know, because when it starts, you start thinking like, okay, they're gonna do the same old trope of like, uh, you know, possession. How possession movies work, where it's yeah. like isolation. Um, uh, what's the other one? It's it's like three things. It's like uh, crit, like the isolation, ah. fuck, isolation.
2: I don't have to watch the con
0: you have to watch yeah, the con that's what, yeah that's where it was from <laughs> the cadre.
2: I was trying to see the chalkboard bo- in my mind right yeah.
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> oh infestation oppression pos- oh, yeah. possession and then yeah so yeah so that's what I thought like in the beginning like I was like alright so this is gonna be like a possession type film you know because the beginning uh, of the movie has a separation feel to it you know, yeah, um, sure. yeah. because they start, uh, I guess, not mad at each other, but she's like, oh, you went out today. And then he keeps going out. And then when she tried to go out, like you said, that scene, it was like, you know, and then even people that she thought would be allies to her, which were those teenagers were shitty to her, yeah. you know, yep. and she was even trying to speak.
2: That the- really surprised me because I was like, dude, there's going to be a rape scene. Like, no way that's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: But I mean, and uh, she even tried. She even tried talking to them and like what she perceived to be like, you know, their their language. And they he's like, "I don't know." We speak English here, ma- ma'am, and like talking yeah. shit to him. So it was like, you know. And then she went home and she was confused and like all this stuff. And then like, but he's chilling. And then he's like, "Oh, I uh, I lost track of time." So it was kind of like. And we've seen this before where, like, and then he even goes, like, at one point, he's like, you can't be home by yourself all the time in your head, like, thinking like that. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I mean. Completely
2: flipped it towards the
0: end. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, when she starts talking about the, you know, and then, oh, but so before we get there. So then I started thinking, like, OK, maybe not a possession film, because I started also thinking, like, outside of the space and then like why they got there. And why they were there. And then I was like, is this like a PTSD, unchecked grief? Or like an like a sins of the father type deal? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Because like you said in the beginning, you when they went to her and you're like, oh, it's also attacking quote unquote her. So then mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, but then when she gives them the witch talk, you know, and then they start throwing that in. You know, and he's like breathing all hard in that story. Dude, that's that fucking whole scene, if you remember, was lit up by the candles. Yeah. <clears throat> and then he hands her the fork and the fucking knife. Cause he's trying to forget the yeah. past. He's yeah. trying to totally be like, We are not those people anymore. Uh mm-hmm. and then all she says is like I can't I all I can taste is the metal. And then, yeah. like, he goes, you'll get used to it. And then, like, you know, I and I don't know if that's even nuanced because, like, you know, like blood tastes like metal. So it was like, you know, I don't know if that had anything like that. If it was just straight up, like, I don't like eating with a fork because it tastes like metal. Um, She says, I can see the lies in your eyes. dude. Or, I know I'm a liar because I'm looking in your eyes. And I was like, oh, my God. dude. And the way he's <laughs> the way he's framed and lit up. Where it's just like you can't see the 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 bottom half of his face, and it's so dark there, so you can't. All you see is the eyes, and then it like she does like that weird like, "cause you're a liar," you know what I mean? It was so fucking cool. Uh, The other scene that I thought that uh was awesome was because in that same scene he was like, "next time we're trying the fucking table." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then the next scene, when they're having dinner, they're at the table, and then it pans out because she's not happy at all. Um, uh-huh. and then he's like, "You know what? You can't be in the house anymore. We're gonna find you something to do tomorrow." And then like it pans out, pans out, and the it's just fucking like a a shitty wall, broken down home. Yeah, that was so surprising. I didn't see that coming. I was like, "What in the hell?" Yeah. And then, and then it pans out to a shallow, uh, fucking shallow water grave. So, mm-hmm. and that part was fucking cool with the, the dead people coming out of the water. Oh yeah. Um, you yeah. Know? Um, but yeah, I just thought that there's a lot of symbolism for, uh, the light in the dark and also, um, attributed to like a mental state type mm-hmm. of deal in, uh, in the movie, like, or like mental, you know, some kind of, uh disease or whatever that's where i thought it was going because he's like you know you're crazy and which could have been the case you know could have been the case um you know and then um and then because you know he's trying to totally lose himself his old life and assimilate and she's not but then you find out why she's not you know because you know the the atrocities you know and uh because she has her scenes where uh, she tries to leave the house because he tells her, fuck you, you're not going anywhere. Because when she tells him the witch story, he starts seeing more of it. He starts denying it. And then it gets turned up even more where he's attacked even more.
2: Yeah. That part where they're climbing all over him oh, and choking his ass out. Fuck.
0: Yeah. And, and it's all saved by the light, stepping into the light that he didn't. He doesn't have. He, he's using artificial life to save himself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's. Uh, you know, I don't know if you want to give too much of the the thing away, but uh, <sighs> the whole bus scene just took me for a loop, dude.
2: I was like, no fucking way, that's real. Holy shit! Then yeah. he almost start to root. Yeah. For like. Well, Javier, of course, start rooting for. <laughs> you
0: know, the thing is, I still cared about them. I still felt like, um, you know, and like the line that I said in the beginning: "Your ghosts follow you; they never leave. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, they live with you, and uh, and that's the thing. Like, it's that's that's true. You know what I mean? Because like, while I took the movie to be a huge." metaphor i don't think that you know while there were the the effects in this movie were awesome as far as like you know the, the 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 creatures or whatever you want to call them zombies or you know whatnot um were awesome but i felt like i took this movie as a legit metaphor for guilt grief and loss
2: yeah for sure because when not to give too much away but you put these people that are in fear trying to escape from a real horrible situation in their homeland and trying to better themselves and the way that he went about it like you're being pushed like with the th- deepest razor to your throat like you're gonna have to make tough decisions yeah but decisions always have you Know, yeah, I can't uh, think right now. As,
0: as a, it's a consequence, and that they're, they're a victim, yeah, they're, they're they're uh, 100% victims of their circumstance, yes, because that's you know, because they're seen. Because I mean, if you know anything about the South Sudan stuff, um, you know, it's no secret, um, you know, there's the
2: warfare is always yeah. happening,
0: yeah. um, so they're seeing people being gunned down like 100 meters behind them you know. Yeah. So it's like, you know, what do we do with this, you know? So I felt like the ending scene when you know, because even Mark um Dr. Who when he comes back in cuz like they even they he tries to hold his shit together at the office for that particular mm-hmm. scene. And then like, but she's like, did you tell him about the witch? <laughs> oh, yeah. And the look he gives her like, bitch. <laughs> you're talking crazy. And then like when they ask her the same question at the end and they both say, yeah. So it's like, (laughs) I was like, holy fuck, this is fucking awesome. And it was like, yeah, we see, we see what we've done. We're going to live with what we've done. We're still the good ones. And this is our home. And I was just like, fuck, like this is fucking awesome. And it's like, (laughs) The the you know the room you know what happens like I said I don't want to give too much away but because I want people to see this if you haven't seen it yet, um, but like how it closes, I thought that that was all like, inside, not, not vi- like visual manifestations.
2: It was definitely super metaphorical throughout the entire what one hour and forty minutes one hour thirty minutes yeah something. it's an hour and thirty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, cuz like legit they were like, well, we can't turn and burn, so <laughs> we have to accept what happened, you know. Yeah. And dude, legit when they start fucking ugh, I just want to talk like more about it, but like me maybe me and you once we start we stop recording, we can talk more, but in depth, but um yeah, it was fucking beautiful. I loved I the movie's awesome. Like legit uh the pacing the plot points the twist the effects um the whole thing you know getting under the skin type deal that's like real feelings when you have something that you're you're trying to ignore yeah you know what i mean so um yeah and that that's the thing cuz like you know it's and that's the thing like this movie is you know i don't think about like uh you know um I see like other other instances where I've seen something like this or uh, and I don't know if you've seen it yet but like the haunting of Bly Manor.
2: Yeah, I saw the first episode. Uh, I haven't So
0: the like they explore the overpowering feeling of guilt. Yeah. Uh and uh, it but it's told through ghosts and like, you know, poltergeists and that kind of stuff. So like I mean, it's and that's the thing like, you know, demons and hauntings per, like personal hauntings you know can manifest you know hallucinations and yeah you know that type of stuff and
2: our uh, our grief our transgressions our regret can haunt us so it does build up in us and anything can manifest out of out of that
0: yeah so i feel like him breaking the wall down and all that stuff trying to and I felt like that part, like, yeah, while he was trying to get to whatever was behind the wall, uh, mm-hmm. it seemed more of like a uh a a last ditch effort to I guess expand the room. You know, to yeah. where it was kinda like where he could see everything type of deal because of the lack of light again. Uh, and just being engulfed in darkness. You know, but uh yeah. Guilt and remorse. It's a fucking motherfucker, I tell you that. You know. <laughs> I have here uh eight things eight things you need to know about poltergeist. Cause I mean I guess you could put this as poltergeist tea, right?
1: Yeah, it yeah. could.
0: Um so it says here, uh some believe that emotional stress can cause some of that activity. You know? So but uh yeah. Uh that's uh I mean, you got anything else for it? Uh just
2: I just can't believe how good of a Netflix, I mean, Netflix has been coming through a lot with the movies, but as far as like you're talking about the metaphorical sides of it, me being a writer, I could just I fell in love instantly and seeing all of that, paying attention to the dialogue, getting the feel for these characters, it's just a really really good great film. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing, like, I felt like this movie gave you two starts once mm-hmm. you get to the um, the lower third of the movie, you know, the last 20 minutes, half hour. It gives you a restart because now you see, like you said earlier, like, you now you see everything else with different eyes mm-hmm. as far as, like, you know, them getting there and all that stuff and like that's why like when he asked the when when you find out what happens and then you remember that he asked the question when they were given the housing like what did we do why are we are we special because mm-hmm. it feels like they don't deserve and you find out why
2: yeah yeah you find yeah
0: you know, and so, that's that's
2: just the that's just his past transgressions coming up because, not to give too much away, but just when that part did happen on the bus, I just I was like, no fucking way! Like, did not see that coming from a mile away, and I was like, what a piece of shit, dude! And then, like, what happens prior to that, or not prior? I'm sorry. Af- after that, as the movie progresses, and you're like, oh wow, so. That is the grief portion. Yeah. no sh- dude's fucked up. so I could see it how you were saying like, okay, no, he's suffering from the PTSD or whatever. But then yeah. you start to realize like, no, it's a whole, yeah,
0: it's a whole pie of stuff, you know yeah it's a new it's very there's a lot of slices to that lasagna. You know, there's <laughs> a lot of, a lot of layers to the lasagna. Um, <laughs> but right now it's sitting at a hundred percent on the thermometer. Uh, oh. and then, uh, it's at, a uh, 76% with the audience score. So, I mean, it's doing well. Uh, the, uh, cinematography is awesome. Uh, again, I'm going to reiterate the pacing's pretty good. Uh, there's no, but see, that's the thing. Like a movie like this, I don't care if it moved at a snail's pace because the story is so good that like, even if it took, if, even if they were on one scene of him sitting on the couch for five minutes feeling isolated and just the heaviness of the world, you know, would make sense because of the subject matter. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: the whole
2: context of things, you would, it would be okay for him to do that because you're already feeling there's so much emotion behind every word of dialogue, behind every camera angle, behind, like you said, the lighting. And just one big metaphorical trip of regret and transgression.
0: It's It was good. It was good. And uh, I recommend it. You recommend it. So, you know. But yeah, His House uh, is streaming right now on Netflix. Um, So go check that out. Re-up your Netflix subscription uh, if you don't have it. Or you could do the 30-day, you know. Dave Chappelle the the Chappelle show is on there now so uh watch that and then watch this <laughs> uh but yeah so um all right so as always thanks for getting down and dirty with us uh but also please make sure you check in with Austin uh uh Austin where do you like people following you where do you have your stuff up uh-huh. Oh, Instagram is
2: the underscore germinator underscore and Facebook is just Austin German or you can order the books off Amazon or uh, my big cartel through my Amazon where I actually autograph the books for you and each uh, small portion of each book that is sold goes to the Greyhound Rescue and German Shepherd Rescue of Seattle. Nice, nice,
0: nice. All right. So I'll put some of those links in the show notes uh, when I throw this up. So if you want to click on those, you can pick some of the stuff up. Dead Diaries, uh, Lunar Dreams, um, good stuff. Um, And as always, you can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever a podcast dwells, as well as all your favorite social media platforms at That Strange Show. Uh also check out the for other awesome shows from the network. We're the best one though, but there are also some other shows on the network. <laughs> uh <laughs> you can find uh the shock treatment with Mel and Maddie, mostly ghostly. Uh we got here uh Retro Redoctopus, uh Throwdown Thursday, Boobs, Bloods, and Badasses, Secret Underground Hideout, a bunch of et cetera, et cetera. I think the network's got like over 30 shows. Again, we're the best one, but uh <laughs> check out those guys. Um also, we're uh taking a quick little week off, uh so no episode next week. Um this is uh ending our Thanksgiving feast uh of November. Uh and we'll be back with uh uh Christmas Christmas seasons. We're going to be doing I think I think we're kicking it off with the OG Black Christmas. So, um, yeah, so no episode next week. And remember, strange is
1: better.